Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so grateful to have you joining me once again. I appreciate you listening and subscribing and reviewing and leaving me messages. I love, love, love to hear from you. And as you know, every week, myself and my guest, we come on this show to educate, empower, entertain, and inspire you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. Because if you're not living fearlessly authentic, what is life all about, right? So I cannot wait to just get right into the show today with my amazing guest from the Real Housewives of Miami, Alexia Napola. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Jody. Yeah. So congratulations on your recent nup- nuptials, right? Nuptials, is that the right word? Yes. Your recent marriage yes. to Todd. That is right. We yes, yes. December 16th. So yeah, we're newlyweds. You are. That's so exciting. What does it feel like to be a newlywed? Um, I I know you're not in your 20s anymore, so we don't. I'm 61, so I'm just going to throw it out there oh right God, now. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. Well, you look, I mean, gorgeous as always. Um, but, you know, we're not spring chickens, right? But it's the you know, as we age, the things that we think about, we're young at heart, clearly. I mean, you're like drop dead gorgeous, but you know, to be married again, now older, does it feel different? You know, it's not that it feels different, but it's what you're saying. We're at a different stage in our life. So obviously when I got married in my twenties, the first time was different than when I got married in my late thirties, you know, to Herman versus now in my fifties. So, you know, it's a different feeling, but it's a great feeling, you know, love is love at any age. So, you know, I'm still young at heart. You know, I love the idea of being married. I love the idea of being in a a relationship. And, you know, I see love and life a lot different than what I did when I was in my 20s. And what, you know, what I would look for in my 20s, I don't look for in my 50s. So it's like, it's all, it's all good. You know, I feel like Todd and I, like really, I, I met my match with him and he met his match with me. And we're like really great together. And I feel like we're both in the same stage in our life and we want the same needs, the same wants, you know, we're very compatible. So I, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be forever. And I really believe in my heart that it will be, you know, I feel like I met the right guy at the right time. It's so important. Exactly what you're saying is that we do have different attitudes as we age. And that's the beauty of aging is that we've have so many life experiences. We know we hopefully we know ourselves better and we're picking when I say better, because I, I have a feeling that you would agree that you don't really have any regrets in life. You know, you have these two beautiful children that are grown adults now, but you know, the past can't be changed because that's why you're you now. That's why you have this attitude towards love and marriage because of the experiences. And I think that, you know, people who get married, I got married first 25. 
and then got divorced 17 years later, you know, and with each life experience, you grow. And I feel like that's where you are right now. And that's why you feel like so good where you are. Right. Um, no, I agree. You can have said it more beautiful than, than me. I mean, it's just exactly what you said. This is like exactly what I'm feeling. And yes, I have two beautiful children from my first marriage. And then my second marriage was exactly what I needed at that time too. You know, and he was a great stepfather to my kids and it was a different time in my life. But now in my fifties, I feel like it's more, and this time around, it's more about me. It's more like about Alexia. Right. And, um, and I feel that that's why it's going to be a lot easier, you know, because we don't have like all these outside factors that will, you know, really determine, you know, whether the marriage can be successful or not. I think we're both at a great, you know, stage in our lives where we're very happy with ourselves, with our profession, like with what we do in life, you know, with our family, just like with everything. So it's more like about him and I now, and I love it. It's kind of a really beautiful thing because when, when your children are younger and, you are a, a wonderful, wonderful mom. And I just want to ask you how Frankie is. He seems to be doing amazing. Yes. And you, you, you just like hand, you handled that so beautifully, like, you know, like oh. a loving mother. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've always said that, you know, maybe I've been more of a mother than a wife. Um, and it's just because, you know, that's the way that I am. And I feel that you know, if I brought my children into this world, it's like, it's, it's my job, you know, it's my duty. And that's the only way I know how to do it, you know, and it doesn't matter how old they are, you know, they're always going to be, you know, my children. And, um, and I'm so happy that I have the kind of relationship that I do with both of them because I, you know, I love it. Like my children love being with me. They love hanging out with me. They're like going out with me. You know, it's like, I think that's something really special, you know, that I feel like all the moms, you know, would want, you know, at the end of the day, because, you know, sometimes when the kids are small, okay, what's well, your mom? So you got to respect that. And it's your mom. But you know, the, the real lesson or the real like value of it is as they grow older, if they really want to still stick around and they want to be around you because they actually like you. And, um, and I'm very fortunate that I do have that relationship with both of them. You really do. It was very touching. It's very, very touching to watch. I have two daughters that are 20, almost 29 and almost 33. And I just love them as adults. You know, I, I love them from the time I gave birth to them, but you know, as they become adults and like you just said, enjoying your children, like that's a gift, you know, for them to enjoy you and be like, I want to hang out with my mom. Like that's, I think that's like our biggest gift as, as moms is we want to have that relationship with them as they grow older, not just like raise them and go, okay, bye. Of course. Yes. And I feel like it's important like for them to know that too, because I mean, if they don't have like their mom, you know, and hopefully their dad too, is like, who do you have? Like, you know, for me, everything was, you know, like my mom and my dad. So I'm happy that I, you know, all these years later, I still have that relationship. I mean, there might be things that they do that you don't agree with or that you don't like. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're still your kids and you're still going to be there for them, you know, as a friend, you know, also as a parent. But I think more as they get older, it's more like as a friend, you know, and the fact that they rely on us and they ask us for advice and they listen and all that, you know, that's very special that we get to have that. Completely agree. So what I want to start from when you were growing up, what did you aspire to be and how did becoming a real housewife come into your life? Right. Well, as I was growing up, I went through different stages and I aspired to be many things. Right. 
and that's normal, you know, I guess. So when I was growing up, I always, believe it or not, I wanted to be a real housewife, but not on the show because that didn't exist back then. <laughs> I actually wanted to be married, you know, to a nice man, have a beautiful family, be a mom to my kids, stay at home, not work. You know, I grew up with a mother that was um, absent because she was a doctor, you know, not because she didn't want to be, but because of her profession was very important to her. And she was also like the provider of the family. So she had to go to work every day. She worked long hours. We were fortunate enough to have my grandmother that was very nurturing, very caring, and pretty much gave up all her life to raise my sister and I and my brother. Um, so I always wanted to, I always wanted to stay home and, you know, and be that mom that my mom was never able to be in that aspect. Um, so then I went from there. And as I started getting older, I said, I wanted to be an attorney. So, you know, and my dad would always say like how I had like the temperament and the character. And, you know, I always, I was so argumentative and I always had an answer for everything and I kind of liked it and I owned it and I had gone accepted into law school and everything when I met the father and I got involved with him and my priorities changed right there, you know? So when I got pregnant with Peter, I was like, you know what, if I choose to go to law school and become an attorney, I know I'm going to fall into the same path as my mom, where I'm not going to be able to, you know, be at home with my kids and, you know, and give them the time and attention. And I kind of didn't want to be my mom in that sense. Mm. You know what I mean? And I said, so I'm going to sacrifice and, you know, give up, you know, really being an attorney. My father had also passed away because I feel like if my dad would have been alive, my life would have been a little different because, you know, back then we actually did things for our parents Yes. Like go to law school, like marry certain guys, you know, they oh. wanted us to marry. Yep. So I feel, I always think that like how my life would have been so much different if my father would have still been around. Um, but because he wasn't, you know, I made some other decisions. And when I did make the decision, you know, to have a family and to be married to my children's father, I said, you know what, I need to pick another career where I can be at home with my kids. So I got my master's in special ed. I became a special ed teacher. I started volunteering actually, and I really enjoyed it. I really loved it, like on my time off and as I was doing my master's. And I really loved it. So I graduated with my master's and I went into teaching. So that was a career that I can, you know, take my kids at the same time, at, you know, in the morning, come home, pick them up after school, do all the stuff that my mom didn't get to do with me, take them to after school sports and do all that kind of stuff. So I taught for... Um, a special ed for Miami-Dade County Public Schools for like 11 or 12 years. And, um, but that's not so hot and sexy. So nobody really wants to know about that. No, it's not. It's not hot and sexy, but it's necessary. You know what I mean? And I, you know what? That doesn't surprise me that you do. You did that because I see your personality coming through. You're very nurturing. Mm-hmm. You're very strong, but you're also very, very nurturing. Yes. Yeah, I, I have that combination, which I mm. see like as a gift and something like really yeah. amazing because, you know, I am very strong, but I'm also very nurturing. You're really great, by the way, too, Jody. Oh, you're thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so because I am that person. So I loved, you know, what I did for many years. I was getting into administration because, you know, I felt like I could do so much more outside of the classroom, you know, where I could be like a leader and a director and, you know, actually bring in and implement all these programs into the public school system. I taught inclusion where I, um, I taught children that had learning disabilities and different exceptionalities. And we would have them in a regular classroom setting, you know, all day long with regular peers. 
And the children really excelled and they did like amazing just by being with regular kids. So I was including them instead of excluding them, you know, and isolating them. So yeah, that was beautiful. And um, I did that for many years. And then I met Herman. I got married to Herman. And um, a few years later, I asked for leave because, you know, we had, you know, such an active social life. And um, we started the magazine. You know, we had other businesses, but we had the opportunity to start the magazine. And I love that too, because, you know, I love to read. I love to write. Yeah, you seem to really thrive in that position. Yeah, fashion, beauty. I loved all that, but I had to earn it. Even though he was my husband, it was like, okay, like, what do you know about publishing? And what do you know about any of this? I said, don't worry, just give me some time. I'll do my homework. I'll put in the time. And you know what? And I will earn my title. And that's what I did. So I started doing, you know, just like on my own, I would start doing like um, heading the fashion editorials and the beauty and different, you know, sections of the magazine until I earned my, you know, publisher position and title. And we did that for 10 years. And then after that, he passed away. We went to, you know, his children decided to close the magazine and I had the business, I had the opportunity to buy this business, which I have now which is a beauty bar. It was actually just a nail. It was only a nail salon. And I bought it like that with the name that it had and everything. But I was like, you know what? I like, I want this to feel more like about me and Frankie. And Frankie was there with me all the time. I had to work so many hours. And my customers will tell you like the first six months, it was like 10 hour days that we were putting in there. And I said, you know what? Let's make it about you and me. So we named it Alexia and Frankie's Beauty Bar. And then I started um, adding services because it was only nails. So I said, you know what? I want a place where women can also get like a a quick blowout if they're doing their nails or if they need some lashes or a spray tan or a massage or a facial. So, you know, pretty soon I added all these services to the Beauty Bar and I've been there for five years and I love it. Wow. My daughter lives in Miami. I have to go when I go visit her. I have to come come there. Yes, yes. So this seems like just a natural progression of where you are in your life, like where you wanted to work really, really hard with the magazine. Then that kind of faded away, but you learned so much in that time, right? So how did Real Housewives come into your life during? Oh, right. Everything? That's, I forgot about the show. <laughs> That's okay. That's like okay. I You're very busy. Show. You're very busy doing a lot of things. Right. That is true. So, yeah, but I always say like the show revolves around my life. So for me, it's been very easy to kind of like just implement the show into my life because when they're here and whenever we're filming, the show really just, you know, kind of like documents what I'm doing on a day-to-day thing, which is a lot because I do do a lot. But I feel that's part of like my sanity and my therapy. Like I like to be busy. I need to keep my mind busy. I need to keep my body busy. You know, I work out. I'm like a super active person. I'm very hands-on. So, um, you know, all that kind of like works, you know, the whole thing is like, it's like, that's just like how, how it works out that I just can do a lot. And I have the personality that I need to feel like I'm doing a lot. I have to have a lot going on. Like when I don't, yeah. I'm like, hey, this is not like, this is not normal. You're so, not that woman sitting in front of the TV eating bonbons. I always wanted to know who those women were. Like when I was raising my daughters, I was I was a stay-at-home mom also, but I couldn't understand the women who did nothing. Me like, neither. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand it. And you sound exactly that way. Yeah. And I tried doing that also, but it's just not my personality. So I was a stay-at-home mom, but I did so much. Right. And you know, and it's really unfortunate that they don't get and that we didn't get because you did it as well, you know, the 
the importance that stay-at-home moms have. You know, I really have a problem with that. Nobody really, even like my kids, I remember when I went back to work, you know, that I told them, like, whatever it is I was working on, and they were like, they would appreciate me more when they would see me getting dressed and going to work. And I was like, well, what about all these years that I've been here doing this for you? They're like, oh, well, that doesn't really count. Like, you have to do that anyways. And you know what? They did have a point because I was able to work and also take care of them and do, you know, other things for them. But there's that there's that balance you're talking about. And I wanted to talk to you about that because when we are a certain age, we can look back and realize like what you're doing right now, reflecting on, wow, like I was always really busy. Yeah, I worked, I ran a magazine, I did all this, but I was still present for my children all the time. And you also mentioned that you work out, you stay busy. So I want so as a woman who's in her 50s. Mm-hmm. who looks incredibly fabulous, but we still have to take, you know, people just think, you know, they see the outside and see that's all there is to us. But it's really when you're talking about working out, you know, you're taking care of your inside first, you eat well, you know, you stay busy, you stay active. How important is that to you? And how important do you think it should be for other women to start moving, exercising, meditating, whatever it is, eating healthy at a certain age? Yeah. I mean, I think at a young age, you should already start that. You know, I came from, you know, we're a little, you know, since we're kind of like in the same age group, when we were growing up, it wasn't that important. There really, there was not so much awareness, you know, physical or, you know, health or not even mental, no kind of health, honestly. I grew up like in a traditional Cuban family, white rice, black beans, fried plantains, meat, Mm. and we couldn't get up from the table until we're finished eating. So it was like the whole plate, we had to eat everything. So obviously everything's changed so much. Yes. But, you know, to me today, you know, and I, and I love that I, like I have two stepdaughters and they're already at a young, you know, they're young and they're already like, they eat very healthy and they exercise. My kids always did sports and the boys, I think have it a little easier as far as like the weight and nutrition and all that goes. But, um, it's you know, called testosterone, up, right? Yeah. <laughs> they grew up very healthy. So they're lucky that way. But, you know, I feel that, you know, as you get older, we and the days and the times that we're living that we're a lot more self-aware about being healthy mentally, physically, and not only to look good. I mean, it's hard also, like, you know, we have that pressure as a woman right. that we want to look good, you know, for ourselves and then maybe for our spouses and just like in general. So it's tough. I mean, it's tough being a woman, but I feel that in order for everything else to play out well in life, you have to take care of yourself. And you, and some, some people don't like to work out and I respect that. But for me, it's something that's always been, you know, I did sports when I was in, in growing up right. and in high school and all that. And then I continued. The only time in my life that I haven't worked out has been when Frankie had the accident mm-hmm. because my mind, you know, and I think the mind is so important. I just could not. And even in the rehabilitation center, there was a workout gym there, like for the parents, so they can just connect and go. And I just couldn't get on that treadmill just thinking, Frankie's on a bed, like he can't get up. Like, I don't even ever going to be able to walk again. So it was like my mind, you know, is so connected to my physical. So I'm in a, when I'm in a bad mental mind state, mental state, I can't, it affects everything else in my life. So I, complete, yeah. I completely understand. I mean, I, I own a fitness studio and I've been working out for 40 years. And so I, I talk to young people all the time about starting to work out at a young age, because as you said, it's so important that it becomes a lifestyle for them. And 
you know, your skin is absolutely beautiful. What, what do you do to take care of your skin? Well, I feel like genes are very, play a really important role in like the way that we look and just like, and everything. So I have good genes as to start with. And, um, I really don't do anything special. I hydrate my skin a lot. Mm-hmm. So I use like, I like to try different uh, creams. And as I was one of the beauty editors for venue at one time, I got all these products from all different brands. So I would try everything. I don't stay like with one cream, like all the time. Right. And, um, and you know, I take off my makeup unless I'm really drunk. And then, you know, I got really tipsy that night. When nobody Too much tequila. You keep your makeup on, right? Exactly. But if not, you know, just like, I don't do anything special. Like mm. now that I have the beauty bar, I do like more facials. And right. I feel like the facials really do help the skin a lot. And um, I mean, I've, you know, I really don't use a lot of makeup only, you know, when I have to, but if not, I really just, you know, use nothing like lip gloss and the lashes and the eyebrows and I'm good to go. Right. It could be super simple. And I'm glad that you touched on the genetic makeup of who you are, because that's something that nobody could take away from you. You are genetically blessed. Some people are, some people have to work a little bit harder. It is what it is. But if you are not genetically blessed and maybe you have to work a little bit harder on your weight or your skin or your hair or whatever it is, then know that that's what you need to do. And you know that okay, this is who I am. This is what I need to work on. I should take my makeup off every night unless I've had too much tequila or Mm -hmm. I'm just too tired, but you know, to stay out of the sun and, you know, just. Well, I grew up in the sun because back then my mother and everybody else, right. We used to put baby oil and like make all these formulas, right. Right. Put sun in her hair to be blonder and then yes. and, you know, baby oil to be darker, right? Yes. But obviously we have more information now, so we don't do that. You know, I'll cover my face. I still love the sun, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'll do spray tan because it's like a quick way to have like a nice tan and I don't have right. to lay out so much. But, um, you know, there's so much information out there now, you know, that we didn't have when we were growing up. So I feel like everyone is more, much more educated and, you know, they should use it to their advantage so they can have like a longer, healthier life. I agree. So let's get into the women on your show on The Real Housewives of Miami. So you have all known each other for how long? Like, is it 10 years? Yeah, over 10 years. Well, I've known Marisol for almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah, Marisol I've known for almost 20 years. And and we've always been very friendly. And in the last 10 or 15 years, even more. And Lisa I've known for like 12 or 13 years. Larsa, the same. Adriana, the same. And well, well, those are the girls that came back. That's that's who you're referring to. And then the right. new girls I know from like around town. You know, I mm-hmm. know like the parties that I go to. And Nicole, we had a lot of friends in common, and we were friendly as well. So right. you know, yeah, Miami's a small town. Yeah. So do you are you friendly with them outside of? I mean, I know this is your life, but are you friendly with them outside of the filming? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. We're friendly. Yeah. And even though Larsa like moved from Miami right. um, first to Chicago and then to LA, we always kept in touch. And when she would come back to Miami, you know, we would always like try to see each other, you know, shopping or for a drink or for something. And, um, and Lisa, the same and Adriana, you know, I, I'm friends with all of them outside the show. Yeah. So what we see, so what we see on the show for everybody listening um, is exactly the way it is. I mean, I know that sometimes there's added drama and so on, but basically what we're seeing is the real thing is, is real. 
Yeah, I really, I really think so. And that's why I have a hard time when some of the women talk about production, because it's like, they didn't do it to you. You did this to yourself. You actually mm. said that I was there and I know you. Okay. Right. So stop blaming. Yeah. Stop blaming production or editing. So no, I really do see it. I do believe and feel that what you see is what you get because that is actually what's, what's happening. And this is like who they are. Mm-hmm. And how, how does your husband feel about being on TV? Well, I, it was difficult for him. You know, in the beginning, first of all, he had never watched any of these shows. Okay. So his mom had, my mother-in-law had, and he, she was like, are you sure you're okay with this? Because I don't right. think would like that. So it was a big surprise for him because he had never watched the shows. And, you know, and even if you do watch the shows, it's a lot different than what is happening to you, like in your own real life. So he's just like getting used to it. You know, the truth is that when he met me, I had already done three seasons. And, you know, even though we weren't on TV, you know, I was, you know, recognized and would go to places. And even after eight years not being on TV, I would still get recognition and fans would come up to me and ask about my kids and ask about me and, and about the show and the whole thing. So he kind of got a little bit of it, but that was a lot different than, you know, coming back on TV and seeing himself on TV and, you know, just kind of like understanding how this all plays. Well, I, I just have to tell you that I love the relationship between the two of you. I think it seems really, really honest. And I like how, you know, he's, he's very honest about how he feels and you're very honest about how you feel. And I think that's just a a wonderful thing to see on a reality TV show where people think that everything's like, okay, great. You're like, no, we, we do speak honestly. And I think it's very important for everybody to understand that effective communication is key to a successful relationship. And I feel that the two of you, like you said, at the beginning of the show, you're at a place where your relationship is a priority. You've raised your boys. They know who you are. You know what their relationship is. And now you just get to focus on being in love, showing your love and effective communication. Well, yeah, I promised myself that in my next relationship, like after Herman, whoever I was with, I was going to be able to be me, speak my mind and say everything I wanted to say. Because I feel like in my previous relationships, I was never that person. You know, it was either because I feared or, you know, I had uncertainties. I thought that wasn't okay. Sometimes you do it like, you know, to avoid, you know, a discussion or, or, you know, or something uncomfortable. So I said, you know what, whatever guy I'm with next is going to, I'm, is going to be my friend and he's going to be somebody that I can open up to, that I can be myself, that I can communicate, that I can say whatever I want to say. And he listens and, you know, and even though it gets uncomfortable, you know, we, we can say these things and obviously work on them, you know, and fix them and, you know, and get a good result. So I'm happy that I found, you know, somebody that, yeah, I mean, it's not always going to be, you know, great, or you're not always going to agree on everything, but that's part of life and relationships. And when you really love somebody, you, this happens, like it's, it's the contrary, you know what I mean? As long as you have the good intentions and, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to make things better, you know, and that's how it is. I mean, relationships are tough. Parenting is tough. I mean, life is tough. I mean, it's just how you react to the moment and to the circumstance and, you know, how much, you know, I think there's love. And, you know, I feel like because you love each other, two people love each other so much, you want it to work. You, you work harder. I mean, you, you have to. 
you know, it, it's just easier not to care, I mean, right? And just to go along with everything and say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, everything's great, like you say, whatever, when it's not, you know, and it's kind of just like buying time. I feel like I was in relationships like that, you know, and when things weren't really okay. I, I agree with everything you said. I've been there, done that, get mm-hmm. it, totally, totally get it. Because at some point in your life, you just say, I've got to be me, which leads me to the very last question I'm going to ask you, which is what does it mean to be fearlessly authentic? Oh, that's a great question. And I love that you use the fearlessly authentic. Well, I mean, if you know me, and I think you already know me, you only know me from TV, obviously, but you can see that I am an authentic person. Yes. A hundred percent. I only know how to be authentic, but authentic, like in a good way, I'm raw, I'm real. You know, and I feel like it's so important to be authentic with yourself, because if you can't be like real authentic with yourself, then you can't be with with a friend or with your partner or with anybody. And um, I feel like you said, I mean, I'm also at a stage in my life where I am authentic. You know, maybe before it's kind of like I wanted to because sometimes society or your family, you're afraid of hurting people. You're afraid of saying things. But now I'm like, I'm not, I'm just like not apologizing, you know, for being me and for being authentic. If you don't like it, then it's just too bad. I feel like we live sometimes in this fake world and, you know, people are, are just fake and I've never been fake. You know, I've always been very real, but I feel the most important thing is to be real with yourself. It's a beautiful thing. If we could all go to sleep at night, knowing that we've been real with ourselves then we know that we're going to be real in every relationship, whether it's with our significant other, our children, our friends, in in our businesses. It's just huge to know that we no longer have to ask for a permission slip to be ourselves, right? Right. Yeah, no, I'm proud, like I said, and it's so great that you say that because it's like, I don't have to apologize, you know, for being me and you're good. Like you're authentic. Like, and that's why I said like in a good way, because, you know, sometimes you can say, Oh, well, she's so authentic, but like in a mean way or because she's, but no, like you have to be. And like I said, I love who I am. I love my personality. And if I say something, you know, that you may not like that offended you, that's fine. But you know what? I said it, you know, and I own it and I'm authentic and I'm true to myself. And then therefore I could be a better friend, a better partner, a better parent. Well, I have absolutely loved having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. When I come to Miami, I'm going to definitely like DM you. Please come visit me and tell your daughter to come. I would love to meet her. I will. Thank you so much, Alexia Napola from the Real Housewives of Miami. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jody. Bye-bye, everybody. And join me next week for Fearlessly Authentic. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.